This learning is dedicated in memory of Rabbi Aaron Serebransky and Yibadal Chaim Tevim for a complete and speedy recovery for Rabbi Akiva Gershon ben Rachel Basia. In the portion of Bashalach, the Torah tells us that as the Jews were leaving Egypt, on the way during the Exodus, the Egyptians are chasing behind the Jewish people. Paro comes close. And the Torah tells us the Jewish people lifted their eyes. They see the Egyptians traveling behind them, the seas in front of them, their long enemy that had persecuted them for so many hundreds of years are right behind. They were very afraid. And the Jewish people called out to God. Rashi in his commentary quotes the word they called out. And he explains that they continued or they grasped onto the craft of their fathers, of their ancestors. The Rebbe never takes anything for granted and analyzes this Rashi. What's he trying to say? What's, what's bothering Rashi? What is it? It's, it seems to make a lot of sense. The Egyptians are chasing them. They're about to catch them. So of course they call out to God. Of course they call it in prayer. Right? That, that's a very obvious reaction. So what's bothering Rashi that he has to explain and that somehow is explained by saying that they grasped on to the craft of their fathers? He asks a couple of other questions as well about the details of the words, that, the word that's used, um, about the proofs that Rashi brings, etc. But the basic premise that the Rebbe goes on to explain is that Rashi here is teaching us something very important. It's teaching us about the nature of prayer. What Rashi is bothered by is why do the Jewish people need to call out to God? Why do they need to cry to God? God has already promised to take care of them. He's promised them that they're going to go through the Exodus, they're going to leave Egypt, and everything's going to be well. If that's the case, so what's going on? If they believe in God, then there's no need to pray because God's already promised them that everything's going to be fine. There's no need to cry. If they don't believe in God, what are they praying to him for? So either way, you're left with the question of what's going on with this, with this prayer? What's going out, on with this outcry to Hashem? And that's what Rashi explains, that they held, held on to the craft of their ancestors. In other words, if you look through the story of the life of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of our ancestors, of our forefathers, you see that they had a craft. In other words, they didn't just pray to God when they had a problem, when there was an issue, when something was bothering them, suddenly they remember they've got to call out, they've got to ask God for, for, for protection. But rather, they, grasped, they had a craft. Their craft was that they called out to God. In other words, their craft was that they were involved in prayer, that they were involved constantly in this, in this engagement with the Almighty, in turning to Hashem and turning to God for protection, but turning to God for everything in their lives. And that's what Rashi says. That's what's going on. It's not that the Jewish people didn't believe in the promise they already had received that everything would be well. But rather, they were engaging in the craft of their forefathers. Prayer was something that wasn't just something to turn to in times of trouble. Prayer was something that they were turned to no matter what. And therefore, of course, they turn to Hashem in prayer. Based on that, the Rebbe explains there's an important lesson for us. 
the lesson for us is first and foremost that when it comes, whether it's to prayer, whether it's to Torah study, it shouldn't be something that we look at just as filling a need. I have a need. There's something I'm missing in life. I'm facing a problem. I'm facing a challenge. Then I suddenly remember that I've got to turn to God in prayer. Or I've got a need that I have to know what I'm supposed to do as a Jew, how I'm supposed to go about running my life. So then I realize, you know what, it's time to study some Torah. I've got to open the book and figure out what's the appropriate behavior in this particular circumstance. To have a craft means that that's who we are. That's what we're involved in. That's our constant go-to situation. That's our constant, uh, our, our, our constant regular status that we're turning to God in prayer as a constant thing, that we're looking at, we're studying Torah, we're involved in a relationship with the Almighty, in a relationship with our Jewish identity, in a relationship with that form of expression and connection to God through prayer and study in all times and in all places, because that's our craft, that's who we are, that's the essence of our being. And the Rebbe concludes that also teaches us something very important about how we interact with another person. Sometimes we'll look at another person and see, what am I going to talk to this person about spiritual pursuits, prayer, study? They don't seem to be connected to that at all. They don't seem to express any relationship with that type of spiritual expression. But the Torah comes along and teaches us, no, you have to realize that this is the craft of a Jew. In other words, the essence of that person is really prayer, is really Torah study. All you've got to do is tap into it. All you've got to do is somehow find a way, find the words, find the mechanism to reveal within them what their identity was all along, what their essence was all along. It's an amazing perspective of how to look at who we are at our identity. We come from a people that has a history of having a craft, of having a connection with the Almighty, of spiritual expression, and within ourselves and with others that we deal with. All we've got to do is tap in to revealing that essence, to revealing that craft.